Welcome to Zen for Everyday Life with Matt Valentine. Insight, inspiration, and wisdom for living a more mindful, peaceful, and joy-filled life. Episode number 12. All right, welcome to this special space we have together each week. I am Matt Valentine, and this is the official Buddhaimonia podcast. You can visit buddhaimonia.com to get my weekly blog posts, mindfulness and meditation guides, podcast episode show notes, books, and various other resources. Plus, join the weekly Buddhaimonia newsletter at buddhaimonia.com slash newsletter to get free gifts such as my ebook, The Little Book of Mindfulness, and my latest blog posts and podcast episodes for that week. Be the first to know about new books and other special announcements, and get a weekly mindful reminder to go home to yourself in the present moment. Again, that's all by signing up to the weekly newsletter at buddhaimonia.com slash newsletter. Also, if you'd like to support the podcast, go to buddhaimonia.com slash support. It's simple and easy to donate. You can choose to use a card right there on the page, a debit or credit card, or you can go ahead and check out with PayPal. It's super easy either way. Uh, Your donation will pay for the time and money I put into the podcast and allow me to continue to bring you great content each week. So today we're going to talk about how to live mindfully in the modern world. There are various different challenges that we have to work through, that we have to face, just living in the world that we live in. There's there's so many different things that can distract us, distractions. That's such a huge category. Uh, the general busyness. We have been, you know, this, this sort of busyness, this sort of rushing around has been emphasized uh, to us for so long that for many of us, it's it's habitual. And that's really something that we have to that we we come face to face with when we begin to practice mindfulness and meditation and just the general chaos of everyday life. There's various different challenges that that we experience. And so that's what we're talking about today. Uh, I think that today is going to be a really valuable episode for a lot of people, especially if you feel like everyday life just sort of gets to be a little bit much sometimes. Like it's just a little bit too like you you don't have control of your life sometimes and i've been in that i've been in that experience before i totally know what that feels like uh so i'm really excited to get to today's episode so with that said let's get to today's episode today is how to live more mindfully in the modern world and i'm going to be talking about 10 keys to reducing distractions combating busyness and finding the present moment in the chaos of everyday life. Now, before I get into these 10 keys, which are really the the, the heart of this talk, uh, I want to make sure to explain the, the major challenges that I'm talking about, the major challenges that we're working through. I don't want to just lump everything up together and not be clear on this, because I think it's really important to, in this case, because there's certain keys that are dealing with certain challenges more than, than others. So, we're really talking about interactions with technology. That's a big one. The general pace, the fast pace 
of modern life and the overall complexity. The complexity, really all of these various different things add to the distractions. So distractions is, is a really big one. And habitual patterns, that's a big, that's a big part of what we're going to talk about today. And so the likelihood is you're coming to this talk from the perspective of having practiced at least a little bit, either a little or a lot in your life. And my guess, because I know I've experienced this so much, despite my best efforts, my best guess is that you have fallen off of your practice a number of times, despite your best effort, uh, because of these various different things, whether you realize it or not. Despite everything that you've learned and the beauty that you've seen from your practice, despite that, it can still be very difficult to follow through with your practice consistently. This is something that I personally struggled with for some time and something which can still be a challenge no matter how much you work on it. Really, I think it's always a challenge for us. I think we, you know, we consciously decide to live this, this type of life. For some of us, unfortunately, our, our passions, our, 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 our loves in life fall directly in line with, with these various different things, the technologies and the fast pace and such. So we have to deal with them. Um, for the most part, though, we're still we're making the conscious choice to live this, this sort of life. Uh, so, but either way, there are challenges for us. Okay. And so there's a number of things you can do to help improve the situation and to live a more mindful life, despite these various modern challenges. And that is what we're going to talk about today. The modern world is complex. It's fast paced. There's so many things that can distract us more than ever before, whether we like it or not. (laughs) Still the way of life we're most accustomed to living, uh, which is the habitual, the habit energy side of things that I mentioned. So there is so many different things that we are kind of lumping together here. So I'll make sure to mention which ones I'm really, I'm really focusing in on throughout these points. Uh, But these 10 points really help work through each one of the challenges. It helps you work through distractions so much. It helps you work through the the complexity of of modern life, uh, the multiple responsibilities, the expectation to, you know, to fill our schedule, to work hard, to leave little time for ourselves, uh, the fast pace of modern life, the, you know, the, the modern first world is, is is sort of racing to their death in in a lot of ways, Uh, especially the Western world, Uh, not even so much as the Western world though. Uh, a lot of countries are just they're following suit uh, you know, India and China and such and and Japan's been like like that for for some time at least as far as at least as far as the the work the work ethic the western world especially uh, very much avoids the topic of death and yet works day and night to avoid it in many cases or to get as much done before it happens which i find uh which i find you know, I guess, uh, oddly, oddly funny. <laughs> so yeah, so there's a lot that we're going to be talking about here, but I'll make sure to be really clear on each one of the points and talk about exactly what we're, we're helping work through within these various different challenges that we're talking about uh, amid these, these 10 points. So I want to jump right into the points. I don't want to take any more time for, for introduction. I, there's a number of points and there's a lot of good information within them. Uh, so let's go jump right into it. 
So point number one, simplify your life down to the essentials. Now, in episode number three of the ZFEL podcast, we talked about creating an environment ideal for peace and about how this is a lot, uh, or rather, uh, we talked about that. And this is very much, this is very much in line with that, with, with creating that ideal environment. Uh, but in this case, we're talking even more about removing potential distractions. So we know we're trying to live a more mindful, peaceful, and, and happy life. And a big challenge within that, a big challenge within living a mindful life is the potential for distractions. And so simplifying your life down to the essentials is really about finding out what's important to you and then focusing, not just focus, not focusing on that, uh, but once you know what's important to you, it's simplifying, it's really removing the non-essential, the non-essential things. So there are general things you can do and there's also moment to moment things that you can do here. There is reducing responsibilities. There is reducing the amount of things that you do in a general day on your schedule. There's various different things that you can do here. Um, there's, there's also moment to moment things that you can do here. Like a moment to moment tip would be, uh, I, I realized the other day I was working on something on my computer. I was, uh, being a writer, I sit and I write, I, I write in, in Evernote. That's the program that I love to write in. And I don't need an internet connection when I'm writing on Evernote. Uh, until I want it to be saved to the cloud, you know, to hopefully not lose my my writing or my work. But while I'm sitting there writing, I don't need an internet connection. What I realize is if I, I shut my internet off, and you can take this to a minimal level or an intense level, you can just turn your Wi-Fi off on your computer or laptop or whatever you have, or you could literally walk over to your box, your modem or whatever you have, and you could shut it off. Uh, you might not want to go that intense, but even if you just click on your Wi-Fi icon, click off, even just that, remember we talked about the path of least resistance and making what you want to do as easy as possible or the easiest thing to do or easier uh, and the things you don't want to do that you're trying to keep from doing as hard as possible or harder to do. And this is really all about that. So if you find yourself doing work on your computer where you're not dependent on internet connection, which I know uh, is really minimal, uh, that's... Uh, one little thing that you can do, but that also serves as an example of other things that you can do with regards to simplifying your life down to the down to the essentials and removing those distractions. Responsibilities are a huge one, and there's so many things we can talk about within that. Uh, but kind of lumping it all together, we often take on more than than we can chew, so to speak. Uh, many of us do that. It's just a habit that we have. Some of us don't like to say no. Uh, some of us don't want to turn down a friend. I mean, that's that's can be a really difficult thing or let people down. But we really need to find out what's most important to us and we need to focus on that. And we really need to work on removing the non-essentials from our life because we only have this life and we have to make the most of it. And to live a mindful life, mindfulness itself is to remember to be present. Forgetfulness is the opposite of mindfulness. And so if we have these various distractions around us all the time, these things that are pulling us away from what's most important, and these things that are just, the more things that there are, they're just, they serve as distractions. You're more and more distracted. 
then it's that much harder to live mindfully, to live fully present, to live fully here in the now, in your life as it is. And so you have to really find out what's the most important and simplify your life down to the essentials. And a little sub point within this is to remove intentional uh, distractions. So there's two different types of distractions. There's unintentional and intentional. And unintentional, and you could kind of make a case for everything being an intentional distraction, a meaning that it's a distraction which you choose to partake in. Uh, so again, you can kind of make the case that everything's an intentional distraction. distraction. But as an example, if you drive to work every day on uh, you know, a freeway that's nearby us over here is a 60 freeway. So if you drive down the 60 freeway to work every day and there's a billboard there that distracts you while you're driving from driving mindfully, that's a unintentional distraction. Generally, what I would consider an unintentional distraction because you have to drive to work. And maybe that's the best route by far or the only route. And so you can't really call it an intentional distraction. You know, you can't really necessarily choose to do that, or it's just so inconvenient that it's not reasonable. It's not really practical. So, so that's an unintentional distraction. You know, you have to drive to work, and it just it's it's in your it's in the line of your everyday life. An intentional distraction, for instance, is the TV uh, in your home, uh, the internet, and these are things that we decide to partake in. We decide to to have in our homes and we decide to partake in. Uh, specifically with, with regards to the internet, I'm talking about social networks and news sites that we, uh, some people like to check stocks all the time during the day. There's various different, different sort of uh, little twitches that we all have, little habits that we all have with regards to our internet, our inter- internet habits, I guess you would call it. Um, but those are really the big ones. And it's usually the the habit there is to just check them constantly, whether it's a social, social or social profiles, or it is a news site. We just have the habit of checking them constantly. We jump on them in between. We're literally in the middle of work or whatever we're doing. And we jump on there and we look around and we get distracted and we lose ourselves. Or if you have 50 million tabs open on your browser and you're trying to work on one tab but you look at a tab and you think, oh, you know what? I, I, I want to check that. There's something interesting there. Whether it has to do with our work or not, it doesn't have to do with the, the exact effort that we're doing in that moment. And so it serves as a distraction. So that's a little sub point. Remove intentional distractions. Uh, you know, cut down your tabs. Hide your TV controller. Make it harder to jump onto the specific internet websites. Specific websites that you don't, that, that distract you typically. Um, there's various different things that you can do for that there's there's a yeah there's a lot within that and i mean that could eat honestly i'll probably end up having a, an episode in itself that's just all about simplifying your life eventually maybe even more than one episode uh but yeah that's really definitely definitely a big one and connected to that is point number two and i kind of already touched on that a little bit but point number two is evaluate your priorities and by evaluating your priorities uh i'm talking about what i mentioned when i said figure out what's most important to you and then place your focus on that. So this is the effort of actually figuring out what is most important to you. And the key question here that I want you to keep in mind is if you're not following through with your practice, if you're not sitting in meditation every day, if you've, if you've decided that your sort of focus practice, if you've just begun your sort of focus practice for the first week or two, is to walk mindfully to and from 
wherever it is that you go. And you find that you're not doing that. Again, whatever the practice is exactly, then ask yourself, if I'm not following through this, if I'm not doing this, then what is it exactly that's pulling me away? If you go down to the exact moment, then you'll find that thing that keeps pulling you away. And usually it's not always more than one thing. Quite often it's just one thing. Uh, And if you can identify what that thing is, then it becomes so much easier to work through it and make your practice more consistent. And that then leads on, uh, probably should have switched those points around, but they're really very much separate points as well, simplifying your life down to the essentials. So they really bleed into each other in a lot of ways. But these two combined really have the ability to remove a lot of distractions. So here we're really talking a lot about distractions and just these things that get in the way of us being present for our lives, us being present for this precious time that we have each and every day to to follow our passions, to follow things that we love, to be with our loved ones, and to do things that we've always wanted to do, to just be alive and to just feel what it's like to just be present and to just experience the the beauty and, and the, the, to just appreciate the awesomeness of, of even the, those little things when we're fully present and we're mindful in this moment. So moving on to number three, keep a rough, simple daily schedule so that you don't wander. Now, this is one that has done wonders for me personally, and it's really a simple point. You are listening, you're listening down, listening down, even, and this is what, what I do, I do something a little bit more complex for Budaimonia. I've got a lot of different things going on at once, but for the most part, my I have this daily, uh, in my Evernote, I have this daily uh, note that I make. And I make one for each day. And I just list the couple of top things that I'm going to focus on for that day. Because the reality is we usually only do a couple of things each day. And so even if you just list the top three things that you have to do for that day, it will likely have a huge effect. It did have a huge effect on me personally. What it does is it just focuses your efforts for that day. It keeps you from becoming distracted. So Having written that down earlier in the day, even if you're not looking at it, when you become distracted, you remember, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And more than just becoming more productive, which it does help you do, by removing that distraction, by remembering, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be focusing on, you become present. And so really, those go hand in hand. You become present, and you remember to come back to yourself. You remember, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm awake again. And that's, I mean, that's, that's what awareness is. That's, that's, that's what the practice of a big part of the practice of mindfulness. So yeah, again, if you, even if it's just the top, top three things you have to do for that day, it has a huge effect. And quite often we don't really have anything more than that to write down. Uh, the most I ever usually write down is, is six or seven things. And that's a lot. Usually I just have two, three, four things to, to write down, to focus on the big general efforts that we're doing for that day. And it just has such such a big effect. So point number four, make driving a time for mindfulness. So of course, we've talked about it before, you can do anything mindfully, anything in the world, but there are certain activities that, there's some activities that lend themselves to mindfulness more than others. And there's other activities where 
In the case of driving, you do this activity, most of us, every single day. But it's an activity in which we can do very, very much mindlessly. You can drive and really practically space out for most of, of, of your drive. If you're going somewhere that you just you drive every day, you're used to driving there, you can very much just become removed, space out, go somewhere in your head, still be driving you know, very much uh, effectively, because uh, most of us do when we're driving, but we are off in our heads thinking about something, something else. We're very much mindless in that moment. And so making driving a time for mindfulness, if you make driving a time for mindfulness, it is it can make a really huge effect on your daily life, depending on how much, of course, you drive in a day. It really is the perfect time for mindfulness practice. Now, you can also use this time to listen to podcasts and audiobooks, which likely it is you probably already do to some degree. Listening to things particularly which nourish wholesome seeds uh, which, like we talked about in uh, in episode number three, creating an environment of peace, which is a part of mindfulness practice as well. So you're calling to mind, uh, you're being mindful of these various wholesome qualities which you want to, which you want to live, which you want to be to be more of, uh, striving to be in this in this moment. And so, particularly things that that nourish wholesome seeds, not just any sort of podcast or, or audio book, particularly things that nourish those wholesome seeds in you. Uh, as far as making it a time for mindfulness practice, there's various different things that you can do. You can just focus on just a little. I like to focus on the little little micro turns of the wheel that we do when we drive. You know how you kind of move the wheel ever so slightly when you're driving. In mindfulness. You really want to be practicing on something that is moving, and uh, I sometimes describe it as something that's living. The if you just try to focus on something that that has no movement to you, no no movement to it, you can be mindful of it. You can be looking at it or feeling it, and be mindful of that, and that is absolutely you're being mindful of it. But when you add movement to it. Uh, which again, I said feeling a second ago. It's, the feeling is not included. It's usually just looking at looking at something. But when you include some sort of movement to it, so you feel it, or you're moving something, or you are hearing something, like the wind moving. It's it's, it's the wind is never the same thing twice because it's it's in constant motion, or, or the sound is constantly changing. It's the fact that it's moving, that it's alive, that allows you to practice mindfulness more effectively. And so in the case of driving, you can focus on little micro turns of the wheel, you can focus on your foot on the pedal, you can focus simply on, and this is, I think, the best way to practice mindfulness in your car, is to sort of, I call it expanded awareness. You just let your awareness, you know, imagine yourself focusing on little micro turns of the wheel. Your eyes are, of course, on the street, or on the the freeway, whatever road you're driving on, your hands are on the wheel, and so of course your vision is on on the freeway, but you're focusing on, on the feeling of the wheel and then of your hand and your arms turning the wheel. But if you do that for a moment and then you imagine your awareness expanding out to include all sensations, and of course also all thoughts and feelings, as always, to just welcome everything together at once, which is what I'll talk about in this week's guided meditation, 
Just Being, which is episode number 13, you just expand your awareness and you allow everything to come in to your awareness when it does. You might feel the wheel in one moment. You might feel your foot on the pedal in one moment. You might just notice a car pass in front of you in another moment. You might feel the car shake for for a moment. Your your awareness, your concentration, your focus really goes between various different things. A thought arises, a feeling. You feel a feeling. You have a particular sensation in your body. This is all included. And so you're sort of floating between these various different thoughts, feelings, and sensations, and you're allowing them to all come to you evenly. This is a practice that may be a little bit difficult in the beginning, but with if you have some practice, some mindfulness practice, uh, under your belt, then this is something that can be very beneficial. And again, I find that it's, for me, the most effective practice, most effective mindfulness practice, whenever it is that I'm driving. I just notice everything that arises within that moment. Again, every thought, feeling, and sensation. And I allow myself to float between them freely. Whichever one makes itself predominant within my mind in that moment, then I have a little moment of focus on that. And then the next thing that makes itself predominant, you focus on that thing. And you're sort of floating between the various different things. And you're letting them flow by as well. And so, again, make driving a time for mindfulness. However it is that you do it, uh, that is absolutely, it's a great time to to be mindful, to really be able to pause your day. It's funny because we're driving somewhere, but we're taking a moment to ourselves in that time, at the same time. Because then you can, you can be practicing mindfulness while moving. And so... It's really the perfect the perfect moment to bring mindfulness into your life without having to really change anything about your life, not taking any additional time. And depending on how long you drive, that could be a great practice period. That could be, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes. Or maybe maybe you drive even longer each day. So, yeah, make driving a time for for mindfulness. This will this is not just the perfect time to practice, but it'll also help keep you from wandering, help keep your mind from from having the habit of wandering while you're in the car. That might still happen. That might still be the case. But in this case, you're mindful of that mind wandering. And that's the point. No matter what it is that's going on, you're mindful of it. You're awake. You're aware. So point number five, give yourself a little more time to get from place to place. Now, this is a really simple point. Uh, but I, I wanted to make sure to mention it because it can uh, can be beneficial. This can really have a great effect. Uh, even if you just do it here and there, even if just every once in a while you remember, you know what, I'm going to give myself an extra five minutes. Give yourself an extra five minutes to get out the door. Walk mindfully to your car. Of course, for the most part, we're making the effort to do these things, but we don't always do them in this way. So when you remember, say, so you know, I'm going to give myself a little bit extra time to drive to work. Maybe you make it a practice. Maybe you'd make it a practice every single day to walk, to give yourself five extra minutes to get out of the house in the morning and get to your car before you drive to work. And so during that moment, you make it a, you make it a point to be mindful from the beginning to the end. You drive or you walk mindfully outside of your home. You get inside of your car. You're mindful from every moment from, from in your home to outside to in your car and you drive, if you have the habit of racing, uh, racing to work, you take a little bit more time for those first couple of minutes, depending on how much extra time you gave yourself, and you just allow yourself to slow down a little bit, become a little bit more mindful. And again, it's just, it's a little thing, but it can really have 
a great effect, especially, or rather, even if you just do it here and there. So just give yourself a little bit more time uh, to get from place to place, even if it's just every once in a while. And moving on from that point is, and this is going to seem a little obvious, uh, but it's something that I feel is really important to mention. Uh, and there's an interesting point that I like to make in here. So point number six is slow down. <laughs> now again, that might seem a little bit obvious. I've talked before about the fact that doing something more slowly makes it easier to do. It makes it easier to do something in mindfulness if you do it more slowly. Uh, the slower you go about doing things, the more easier it is to be mindful. The less cluttered your mind is, the your mind naturally slows down if you start slowing down. And it's in the beginning when you're learning the practice, it's easier to do things slowly. In fact, you kind of have to do things slowly to get the hang of it. And then after a while, you can do them at whatever normal pace you usually do things and do it do it mindfully. There is no really no restriction. You don't have to do something slowly to do it mindfully. But I want to make a particular point here. And that is that busyness equals laziness. Now, this will be a bit of a revelation for some. Uh, and this isn't always the case. You know, this isn't just a standard. This is always business. Busyness is always laziness. But in general, when I say busyness, I talk about that sort of sense that I have to be moving quickly. I have to be, you know, my, my schedule has to be filled. I have to be overflowing. I, things have to be crazy. It's that busyness. That is laziness in many, in most cases. If you think you need to be busy to get a lot done, or that when you are busy, you can't take a moment to be mindful. You're fooling yourself. You're absolutely fooling yourself. Let me explain. In order to get, if, if your effort is to get a lot done each day, and for most of us it is, for most of us we have our set of responsibilities and or goals, and we need to or we want to get all of these things or most of these things or as much as we can done in a given day. Well, the way that you're going to do that is by working intelligently, by being smart with your time, by being aware of what's most important, getting that done first, removing distractions. Remember, it's not just about that doesn't just help us be mindful. That also helps us be productive. Uh, remove those distractions, simplify things down to the essentials, really be aware of what the most important things that you have to do for that day. And so you can stay focused and not get distracted and remove intentional distractions. All of these different things help us get things done. And none of them have to do with having to be busy. Actually, the Every single one of them has to do with removing things from our life. Every single one of them has to do with cutting down. It's when we focus our efforts that we get more done. And so many of us think that we have to be, we have to have this sense of busyness to us. You know, there has to be this sense of chaos going on for us to get a lot done. And, and, uh, some of us have convinced ourselves that, that that's what we like. And that's, you know, kind of who we are. And uh, there is a sort of alluring quality to that sometimes, but in general, that sense of busyness, that sense of thinking that you have to be overflowing, thinking that you have to be rushing around, uh, that that is what is necessary to be productive, to get things done. That's absolutely, that, that's, that's totally false. I guarantee, I guarantee you have the opportunity 
to slow down at least a little bit. You have an opportunity, you have the opportunity to take a moment to be mindful, to take a couple of moments at least to, to be mindful in your day. There's so many different ways that you can be more mindful, that you can live more mindfully, no matter what your schedule is, no matter what your lifestyle is, no matter how many responsibilities you have, no matter how much you work, no matter how many, no matter how many kids you have, no matter, and I know because I have three, it, it doesn't matter what your life looks like, you can live more mindfully. Absolutely. I know this to be true. I have enough things to do in, 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 in each given day. And I found so many opportunities to bring the practice of mindfulness into my life. Uh, and I make a point to just bring it in into my life in a general sense. But I've also made I've also found a lot of opportunities to bring mindfulness into my life without having to change my lifestyle in any way. To be able to work the same way, to be able to live the same way, to be able to spend time with my family in the same way, and to be able to bring all of these moments of mindfulness that really add up to this 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 beautiful practice. It's it's really one effort to just live more awake, more alive, more present in each moment. And so Again, you absolutely, no matter what kind of lifestyle you have, you can be more mindful. Uh, take a moment to slow down. Take a moment, find those moments where you can not just be mindful, but also find those moments where you can just take a moment to slow down a little bit uh, because that's also so important. And that paired with mindfulness practice it really often is just the most nourishing of, of activities for us in our life. So be mindful of this habitual pattern that you might have within yourself, this is really the part, uh, this point particularly where we're talking about habitual patterns. Be mindful of you particularly having this habitual pattern and start working on identifying it. Usually just identifying it is enough to really begin to create a change because you're already working on being mindful. Now you just need to become aware of this habitual, habitual pattern. So number seven, arrive everywhere you go. And this generally is the practice of being fully aware, being mindful as you leave wherever you're leaving, in the process of entering wherever you're entering, your hand on the doorknob, opening the door, and then walking in, and then arriving, mindfully, completely entering this space and leaving the previous space behind. That's the practice of arriving. And I actually went through the, the actual meditation practice itself in the nightly rituals episode, which I can't remember now. I think it's I think it's episode number five. I didn't take that down. I'll put it in the show notes though. I really highly suggest doing this because if you do, you'll implant more mindfulness into various different points in your everyday life. Usually the beginning when you walk out of your home, the middle of the day when you walk in and out of an office or a building. And later on in the day, when you walk back into your home, into uh, into a store, wherever you're running errands, there's all these different little moments in which you can arrive, when you can practice this very simple, simple practice. And also, I wanted to make a point that you can make this your focus activity for a week, which is, you know, especially if you're beginning your practice and really trying to make mindfulness a way of life, you you select one activity that you want to focus on for a week or two. And that is the one thing that you focus on to do more mindfully. And you don't worry about anything else. Uh, I talked about this in episode number six of the podcast, how to make mindfulness a way of life. This is one of the tips that helps the most 
And if you make arriving your focus activity for a week, I suggest you do that. Just just see what happens. And uh, it really is a super effective, super helpful practice for bringing more mindfulness into the rest of your life because very much like the practice of going home, it's the, which is the simple mindful breathing practice that you can you know, take a minute out of, out of your day every couple of hours to do, it is just spread throughout your day. It's a very short practice that you can do literally as you are walking in and out of a location. You don't have to stop moving or anything like that. You just become fully aware, fully mindful of the act of, I am leaving this location. I am now moving into a new place. Even if you're moving outside or leaving outside to inside and then fully arriving where you are now, just being fully present, mindful from the beginning to the end of this change, of this shift of, of locations. That's all the practice is. But if you do that, then, and as I mentioned, we typically do that a couple times a day, So it's and it's spread throughout our day, that reminds you to be mindful throughout the rest of your day, throughout the rest of your life. And so it has really a huge effect. And so I suggest just making this your focus activity for starting out. This could be a really great one and just see what happens. So moving on, point number eight, this is a solution to the fast pace of modern life. That's really what I'm talking about on this point. So number eight, meditate on death. <laughs> it might sound a little bit intense, uh, but it is a actually very, very common meditation in Buddhism. Uh, most Buddhists, eventually at some point, they meditate on, there's, there's a meditation on the corpse. Uh, that is, is something that's done quite often. In olden days, uh, olden, I don't know where that phrase came from. In, in, in the past, in olden days, uh, Buddhists would actually go to cemeteries. They would go to wherever it was that they, they could most easily find uh, corpses and they would actually meditate on them. And that, again, so that sounds a little bit intense. Of course, I'm not saying literally search out, search that out. Uh, but I am saying to meditate, to sit down, follow your breathing, and let the idea of death sit in your consciousness for a couple of minutes. And you can do this, you can do this once, once a week or two, and you just sit down for just a couple of minutes. Sit down, get in the position of your usual practice, begin to follow your breath, become aware of your surroundings, Go turn inward to your breath and just imagine that idea, the idea of death. You, your loved ones, everyone you know, just falling like a drop, like, like, like a drop from a water bottle, falling down into a pond and feeling those ripples and imagining those ripples being your mind and this idea of death just rippling throughout your mind and just see what comes up as a result of it. And just becoming more comfortable with the idea, with the fact of our death and the death of all of our loved ones, the eventual death. This is something that we in the Western world, as I mentioned uh, at the, in the introduction to this talk, that we in the Western world shy from, that we try to bury, that we try to hide. Uh, my philosophy teacher back in college used to talk about how we try to hide our cemeteries uh, in the United States. We try to put them in places where we 
you know, in less busy places. We try not to put them, if they are in a major city, we try to put them on an off street and various different things like that because we try to avoid the topic of death. And it's absolutely one of the greatest fears that we hold within ourselves. I don't know what the greatest fear necessarily. There is no way of gauging what the greatest fear is, but it's absolutely one of the greatest fears that we hold within us. So again, this is a solution to the fast pace of modern life in that by meditating, and this, this can help in so many other ways as well. This is a meditation on impermanence as well. But when we're talking about really reducing these distractions and living more mindfully in this fast pace, this busy world, uh, this fast pace that we move at is very habitual. And so if we can meditate on death, if we can become aware of what it is that is making us want to, to move at this fast pace, to rush around, then we begin, can begin to revert this habitual pattern. So the whole point here is to see deeply into your habitual patterns with this meditation. And I'm going to include in the show notes a link to a, an article on the blog uh, where I described in more detail uh, the meditation on death. Uh, so you guys can, can check that out. Point number nine, get creative with your daily activities. And this is something that is a lot very closely aligned with simplifying your life down to the essentials and evaluating your priorities. It's really just the idea about the, the idea of looking at what your daily activities are and finding out can you combine two into one? Are there two things you're really doing this that, that are, are really doing the exact same thing that are having the same effect? Is one of them not essential? It's really about becoming mindful of your daily activities, becoming smart with your daily activities. And again, this very much helps you simplify your life just in another way. You're not so much looking for uh, looking at the obvious non-essentials. You're looking at what is in your life right now that you know you have to do, but looking at it in a smarter way. Is there a smarter way that I can do this thing? Am I actually doing two things that are that essentially have the same effect and I can just do one? Or I can do one a little bit differently and then I, I can... I can stop doing that other one. There's various different examples, various different things that we can do within our life to to simplify it. And these little things add up. For the most part, this is a little point. It'll have a little effect, but these little things really do add up. So get creative with your daily activities in an effort to simplify your life further and remove those distractions or reduce those distractions. Now, number 10, I wanted to finish with this point in particular because, and I touched on it a little bit earlier, we we didn't always live this way. And what I mean by that is we didn't always live with this fast pace. We didn't always live with this great amount of distractions and this busyness. Point number 10, remember that you have a choice. Know that you always have a choice. For some of you, technology and these various distractions are a necessary evil for following your passion. If you love working online, and so many people do nowadays, and their passion is directly aligned with being online, which I fall into that category as well with my blog and the podcast and the various different things, all of that lives online for the most part. And so you could call that a quote-unquote necessary evil. Of course, it's not just that. There's so much that is beneficial to it, but the point is that also serves as a great distraction, a great source of distractions in my life. And so what I'm talking about here is, you know, whether you're in that situation or not, in both cases, 
I want you to know that you can choose to allow these things into your life at varying intensities. You can make a choice either way, either unconsciously or consciously. That's what it comes down to. You make this choice either way. Either way. Make it a conscious choice. Make sure you're making this choice consciously, that you're not just unconsciously living in this way with these distractions. Make sure that if you're doing this, that you're making the decision to do this and that you're saying, you know what, I, it's important for me to live a mindful life, but I, it's also my passion to, to do this, to, 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 you know, my case, to, to write and to, to do blogging and to podcasting and, and to get, you know, these positive messages out there and help as many people as I can making that conscious decision that, okay, I know that this is, there's positives and negatives to this, but I'm making the decision to live my life in this way. And I'm aware of this. That's the most important thing. That's okay. There's certain challenges that we have to face no matter what choices we make. But the most important thing is to make sure that you're making a conscious choice. So you're living mindfully, that you're aware of what you're doing and the various effects and the repercussions that are, are tied to those, those decisions. Prioritize your well-being. That's really what it comes down to. I'm telling you, prioritize to make a conscious choice because I want you to prioritize your well-being and the well-being of those around you. That's always what it comes down to. Never, never, never forget that. It's always about prioritizing your well-being and the well-being of those around you. You want to live a more mindful life. You want to live a more peaceful life, enjoy a more joyful, happy life. And you want your loved ones to live a more peaceful and joyful and hopefully if they choose, a more mindful life as well. And to do that, you have to, to wake up to everything in your life, to everything. And this is just another one of those things. So remember that you have a choice, okay? And you can also choose if you don't want to be within these various different things. If you don't want, if you don't like these distractions, you don't have to be a part of them. You're never forced to. This is not something that you have to partake in. Uh, you know, again, depending on your lifestyle, depending on the things, the various different responsibilities and things that are in your life. So to finish up, this isn't an additional point, but I just wanted to make sure to mention a quick note on habit energy. So within the realm of the various things which can detract you from your practice of living mindfully, there is also your own habit energy. So we're not just talking about outside things like distractions and the fast pace and the complexity. We're also talking about you. It's not just about those outside outside things. You are also trying to pull yourself away from living a more mindful life. The, the habit energy part of you. Your habit energy pushes and pulls you here and there each and every day. And when you try to make a change, it often resists because our habit energy is really just the mind accustomed to and fixating on a particular pattern. That change is out of your ordinary routine. So it tries to pull you back in to your old patterns. So know that there's more to the equation than just working with the fast pace, complexity, and various distractions of modern life. Now, this is a big subject. Uh, definitely one I'll be delving into in a later episode in detail, but for now, know that really one of the most important the most effective ways to begin dealing with this is by utilizing the path of least resistance, which is something I spoke about. And I suggest checking out this episode to learn more about it in episode number six, how to make mindfulness a way of life. So check out that episode for more information. Uh, on that note, 
Episode number six is the perfect episode to pair with today's episode. If you've already listened to that episode, know that this is definitely the foundation. Episode number six is definitely the foundation. And these tips in this episode will further support the main effort spoken about, uh, spoken about within the seven keys of episode number six. So as I've mentioned, living mindfully, making the effort to live a more mindful life is definitely a monumental effort. But as I mentioned before as well, even if you fail 95% of the time, that 5% that you live more mindfully will radically transform your day-to-day experience. So, uh, and I want to make sure to mention that uh, to finish up, and I've got a little surprise for you guys today. Uh, if you go to buddhaimonia.com slash verses, that's verses as, as in a song verse, V-E-R-S-E-S. So buddhaimonia.com slash verses forward slash verses. You can get my PDF guide, Verses for Everyday Life. 20 verses to help you cultivate mindfulness and find greater peace, joy, and freedom in the present moment. So go there, fill in your name and your email, and you'll get the download link sent straight to your inbox. Uh, The PDF has 20 verses which help you cultivate greater mindfulness during just about every major uh, everyday activity. And it really works as a great companion to both making mindfulness a way of life And when used as something like a wallpaper on your smartphone or sign on your wall, helps you combat the major challenges which we talked about in this episode. Uh, There's some really beautiful verses there that you guys can make use of. So uh, I'll include the link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, But again, if you go to buddhaimonia.com slash verses, uh, you can get that download link sent straight to your inbox. Okay, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. How to live mindfully in the modern world. And I hope you took a lot from the the 10 keys that we talked about. I know it was a lot of information that we went over, uh, but these are all keys that I've used in my own life very successfully. Some of them were small, some of them were big, and uh, but all of them very helpful. So uh, if you enjoyed today's episode, uh, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone that has had uh, said positive words over the past week about the podcast, uh, sent emails, rated the podcast, reviewed the podcast, commented on podcast episodes on the blog and everything. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Uh, and if you would like to, if you'd like more, then head over to buddhaimonia.com. That's the word Buddha and the letters I-M-O-N-I-A.com, where you can read the blog, get the podcast show notes, check out the various books and other resources I, I have, and sign up to the weekly newsletter at buddhaimonia.com slash newsletter. Also, if you'd like to support the podcast, go to buddhaimonia.com slash support. Your donation will help pay for the time and money uh, I put into the podcast, and it allows me to continue bringing you great content each week. So again, that's buddhaimonia.com slash support. Also, I wanted to mention my new book, my upcoming book, This Moment, How to Live Fully and Freely in the Present Moment. Uh, It's actually coming out next month, February 2016. So we are now about a month, uh, possibly a little bit less than a month away from its release. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited to bring it to you guys. You can check out uh, or go to thismomentbook.com and you can get all the information about the book. You can sign up to get uh, updates for the book 
and uh, to be the first to know when it's released. So yeah, again, go to thismomentbook.com to get all the information. And this week's verse for everyday life, um, this week I'm going to be doing something, or here on in the future for the podcast, I'm going to be covering a short verse for everyday life, which is very much in the spirit of the Verses for Everyday Life PDF guide. Uh, I think that it will be a nice little addition to each episode. It's uh, These verses are just three to four lines. They're very short, very quick, but it'll help you live a more mindful life. It'll help you give something to grab onto at the end of each episode. So I feel that it's a nice little addition. I'll be doing one at the end of most episodes. If I don't particularly have one for that week, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to force it, but I'll make sure to try to have that, have one for at the end of each episode each week and to just uh, help you get something, have something to grab hold on at the very end of, of the episode to take with you. And so today's verse, uh, I am reading from Verses for Everyday Life, and I thought it fitting that I do the driving verse, since we talked about driving, making driving a time for mindfulness in your everyday life. So here is our first verse for everyday life. As I place my hands on this wheel, I enter a state of mindfulness. I know I am sitting here, driving this car. I vow to treat other drivers with patience and compassion, and I will renew my sense of inner peace with each turn of the wheel. And remember to check out this week's guided meditation, which is episode number 13, Just Being. Thank you for listening to today's episode, and I will see you next week. Peace.